Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Rambo podcast, proudly supported by Sideline Sports Grill at Erina. On this week's show, we talk to Sean about the stadium announcement, discuss Argentina's trialist Facundo, the nasty nachos, and all the usual reviews and previews. I'm Jimmy and I'm joined by Luke, Josh and Morrow. How are you guys? Sensational. Hi. Great, thank you. Now, we've just finished uh, recording the Sean interview. So there's a few interesting tidbits in that. He so, definitely um, couldn't wait to get home. Well, we were keeping him. He sat here for 41 minutes. Mm. <laughs> well, it was longer than that. Well, it took 20 minutes to get started after all the shit we're talking about. And then his wife was ringing him endlessly. So and we, we were smashing him with more questions. We so uh, we're the reason he's going to be sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, walkout time. This is a bit of wordplay this week. So what comes to mind? Circus. What's another word? Another word for circus. So not a circus, but something similar with rides. Amusement. Carnival. Who works at a carnival? Uh, this is like the first I've ever gotten... And you've only gotten a bit of it. I know. And I'm elsewhere. What do you call people that work at carnivals? A carny. Oh, oh that dickhead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Freak, I hate that bloke. I'm out. See these guys later. <laughs> I, can't, I can't handle that pun. Oh, the Devon. I knew this shit was going to happen. I knew that Brosk would be out and that Carney would come in and that he would score. Can can Rangers stop getting tattoos? It just doesn't look right. And not only would he score, he scores a jammy-ass goal that shouldn't have been allowed. That was offside. Fucking offside. Of course. Could have been worse. Could have been Matty Simon drilling us again. Yeah, that wasn't fun. I can't believe I just got one right. Matty Simon nice. drilling us. With a lot of help. That's not a very nice first uh, one in like thought, Aaron. <laughs> a season. I, w- I was somewhere else. I was like Bobo. Bobo the Clown. Anyway, so... What are you, what, what you going to do, Aaron? The guy that you've been bagging all, all season scores a double against us. Oh, well, you know. So it, it's a little bit like your Melbourne victory tip. I think that speaks more about our defence than his attack. Yeah, I was. I didn't want to be too derogatory about that. But or Aaron's those, footballing now, either those one. Those five mm. blokes who were standing around watching Holosko head the ball to Bobo, mm. followed by the four mm. who didn't stop him from volleying it into the far corner. As I explained to my girlfriend, I said, if you're a defender, you do not let that bounce. At all. Yeah. You challenge a header. I think McGing lost it in the sun, in my opinion. Well, then he needed to make sure I, he got I a rem- yellow card. I for remember the the thing, he, like yeah. his, he put his arm to his head as if to like shield him. You shield go for it, regardless. Yeah. You go for it. Yeah. He needed, your body to put his, needed to put his arm to Holosko's head at that time. What, to elbow him? Whatever. Whatever stops that ball from being headed into Bobo will do. Yeah. Fine. Thank you. Right, Fred's question. With the last couple of games, uh, performances being on, on the positive side... Are we finally seeing the team slowly turn the corner with Ocon's system? Uh, short answer, yes, in the last two games. But... Uh, still a lot of work to do. Short is the key word there because consistency is still going to be uh, the big thing because we've been so up and down, we'll put in a good performance and then we'll go completely crap and then we'll do it again and then we'll have two crap and then we'll go, now we've gone too good. So now if we go maybe three good, maybe four good, then yes. But mm. if this weekend we get absolutely walloped, then no. 
it's still a massive work in progress. And I'd have to say no, because I'm encouraged by our improvement. That's two matches in a row where we didn't do what you just said, Luke, but we need to do more than that before we have turned the mythical corner. Well, coming up with the Wellington game, I think they're one of the only teams to work out how to play against us and how to stop our attack. Sydney didn't work that out. Like We went with plan B first, I think, with Fabs out in the field. That didn't work. So we resorted to plan A with Payne and uh, Bahaja out there. And Sydney couldn't deal with it. It's true. It's true. Um, but, but Sydney Wellington didn't have press dealt us. Sydney didn't press us as hard as I think they have pressed a lot of teams uh, this year. And, and especially the first game they played us, they, they just waited for <clears> us to make a mistake and they'd just score off a mistake. Yeah, and they were close the to Sydney us. The Sydney game, in, no, they pressed us hard. Yeah. For That's 20 minutes, meant. and then they sat off, and then they pressed hard again. Yeah, yeah they didn't do that on the they weekend. They didn't do it consistently. Yeah. No, no. And uh, we were we probably expected that to happen, so uh, the, the combination of them not doing it as, as well as they did in the first match and us expecting it led to them not having it all their own way. Mind you, two minutes, three minutes after halfway, half-time, it felt like they had it all their own way. Yeah, we could have won that. Anyway, um, other news. Um, Kevin Ayres' tweet has... And get a lot of um, Mariners fans. Article story. Oh, sorry, article. article yeah, um, I was going on to Izzo's reply <coughs> on the tweet, which was brilliant. Very He's defended us, uh, defended us really well. Um, Love you, Paul. Why, why has Kevin done this? Do you know? No idea. It's it's weird. It's I'm, just his I, opinion, really. I normally like a lot of Kevin's articles, and um, like when we we're talking about it just before, when he goes at the FFA or when he goes at um, sort of. The organisations he tends to be very spot on, but it, it, this article is just weird. I don't know what the club have done to um, make him. It sounds like write, he's got a bit of an agenda against us. I don't know why. Yeah, had basically a, had a bet on the game and uh, didn't go his way. I or? think so. He's basically trying to compare us and Adelaide, and he's essentially put it down to that we're crap and Adelaide have had some bad luck and all this sort of thing. And it's just strange. Just the whole tone of the article um, is very. Absolutely spanking us, like um, when he mentions that he reckons that we wouldn't compete in the youth league, which that's just a massive insult. It's just crap, really. It's just bullshit. And when we're top of the youth league, it looks even more stupider. Um, I don't think he's looked at the youth table before he's written this article. No, and then you know he said that the game against Sydney on the weekend flattered us, despite the scoreline um, and the offside goal. When I don't know. Well, they won an offside goal. How is how? I don't, know. I don't understand it. Just, we're we're obviously biased towards our club, but I like last season. Yeah, I'll admit it. Journo's having a goal at us because we we're pretty bad. But this season, like especially those these last two games, we've been competitive. Like Izzo said in his tweet, a lot easier to watch too. Like you can actually get behind the team this year. So much more attacking. And so this article comes at a time when we're at our most improved so far this season, and that just mm. seems a totally inappropriate Would, time. Like if this article came out after we lost to Wellington away, maybe fair enough because we didn't play that well at Wellington away. But it's one game, and, and we're halfway through the season. There's still we've still got half the season to go. And look, there are some of the things that are mentioned in the article that aren't that far off the truth. Some of them, mm. you know, that that is us and has been us. But some of it, to me, is is kind of factually incorrect as well. The whole youth league thing is just a, a tone that's not necessary. Um, the theory that it can be done on a budget. Laurie got a premiership and Arnie the championship without big name marquees and a little more than minimum salary. That's bullshit. That's, that's not right. That's a mistake that a lot of people make. 
when we won the championship is when we were at our worst off the field. People can't seem to wrap that around their heads for some reason. With Arnie, because yeah. people, care more, yeah. Yeah. people care so more money. about on-field than off-field. They don't think about what the money that we're in debt, like what we're in debt. Mm. How much were we in debt? Five million? Uh, seven, I think. Yeah, and mm. this is this is to say that uh, names like Svansvik, uh, Ryan, at that time, these are not big names. Well, really, yes, thought they were at the time. Yeah. At the time, Ryan was really making a name for himself. He was signed immediately after that and uh, went overseas. So you know, it's just just there's something there's some sort of axe being ground there. That well, okay, well I think we're all of the opinion that Charlesworth does need to spend money. On the team. Yeah. Exactly. I don't doubt sure. that. It but hasn't been enough. But what do people think about, um, have a look back in history, and we know that uh, teams that win the championship struggle afterwards. And sure, that first year after the championship. Adelaide. Exactly. Adelaide's the current case in point, but they're not the first. In fact, the only teams that have bucked the trend, I think, Brisbane. are Brisbane and Melbourne. Victory. Um, if I'm if I'm right, a long time ago. That was Victory the... won back-to-back, did they? Yeah. Um, so, so Jets went from first to last. Exactly, and so that's the pattern. Uh, the, the, the majority of teams struggle to keep their players after they win the championship, and uh, this is the effect. Sure, that first year we were that first year after the championship, we went wound up second in the premiership race. Uh, Western Sydney were on the same points as us; they beat us uh, into third by goal difference. So we were decent in the year after, but the gradual decline or the decline, the writing was on the wall. And I think we all knew that at the time. We weren't close to winning that game against Western Sydney down in uh, Western Sydney. And uh, since that moment, things have gone in the direction that most championship teams have gone. And and so, you know, add to that, we, um, you know, maybe we've been fairly budget conscious in the last 12 months. And so that it's hit us a little bit harder than most. um, And uh, we've got some ground to recover, you know. But the idea that we're not recovering that by hiring a quality coach... Um, giving that coach some latitude, to me, that just isn't a reality. It's just factually incorrect. You see yeah. it happens in Brazil all the time. A team will win the championship and then um, sell all its players to Europe and they go down to the bottom. It's just cyclically. Of uh, course. Cyclically. And who else left after that championship? Fans folk retired. I think we lost like eight players, Dijovsky didn't retired, mm. Ryan, um, and, Ryan know, went to Bruges. Uh, Sainsbury, Abini, um, Stajovsky. And then he goes on to say that um, Adelaide United's bench has more talent than we do in our whole squad, and just weird shit like that. But and then he, but then he goes on to say that um, you know that they've had some um, bad recruitment and everything like that in the off season. But he doesn't blast their owner. Or no, I, I just it's just weird. And and, but like what you said, he he is right in in a way that. Um, you know, I think you're delusional if you if you can't see that we've improved, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're gonna finish any higher up the ladder. Like we could, how much? How many points did we win the spoon by last season? Twelve or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we could more be, than double. Yeah, so we could be twelve points better off this year and still come last. We still technically improve, but we still come last, which is still shit. Yep. So he's right in that way. It's, 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 I don't know, it's just weird and it's very strange timing as well. Even some of the Adelaide facts aren't really right. If I'm, <coughs> if I'm not wrong, um, Kiddo, for instance, came off the bench in the last Adelaide game. The guy's a promising youth player. Hmm. But there was no tone of that in his descriptions yeah. of Adelaide. Yeah. Um, and apparently our, you know, Nick Montgomery, not good enough to compare to Kiddo. Strange.
Right, on to reviews. Uh, the first game of the round was Perth at home against Wellington. Perth winning that 2-1. Interesting. Peter Philopoulos getting a uh, getting a flag and waving it around. Yeah. That's yeah. passion. Yeah, but did... did you wouldn't see did Shaw their, doing that. Did their CEO <laughs> say, who do you sing for? Yeah. Our, our CEO gets on the megaphone. Yeah. No, uh, he our CEO's our capo. He Beat definitely that. did the you fat bastard chant, for sure. What? You fat bastard? Yeah, he would have had to do it. It's a requirement if you're down in the shed. Um, they did sing Twist and Shout, so Your props shit. to the fans yeah. for doing that. Please don't do that. No, I'd like it. No, it's horrible. Anyway, um, hey, on to the game. Our mate with a hilarious mistake. Already. <laughs> oh, that's right. The only thing I took away from this game was Keo getting away with headbutting old mate in the guts. Oh, yeah, How? nothing. That nothing is for it. Bullshit. How ridiculous. That is yes. bullshit. Roy Border, gets eight weeks. Border got a three-game ban for the elbow on Fornaroli, or like the forearm. Which we'll get to, which it. was really retaliation. Yeah. But, but so they, they sit every Monday afternoon or whatever, the MRP. Not one mention of anything for Keogh. Had twice the force of bloody Roy's head, but... It, it was just I don't get I don't get I, I don't get I don't get how he gets away with it. And meanwhile, they upheld the suspension of Roy Krishna for a tackle that I didn't think was really not nah, nowhere near. That's a even red four card. times as bullshit. That's just I don't I get think I don't get what they see sometimes. For me, like for me, card. definitely a yellow, but red, no, nah, no way. And was that our mate Sean Evans as well? I was about to bring up Sean Evans because oh. you know I love Sean Evans. How's he still getting a game? He's figured out how to give a red card. He just doesn't know which bloke to give it to. I don't know. I honestly don't know how he's still getting a game. He's made that many mistakes in the last month and a half. That's crazy. Well, how many refs have you got on the books? Not enough. Probably just drawing names out of a hat. We should definitely get rid of should try and, like, most of what run we a, have. Run a competition. Fan, whoever's there, the fans in the stadium, one of them gets to ref the game. And isn't I'll Sean probably do Evans, a better job. And isn't Sean Evans the famous FIFA-selected referee for... Oh, that made me laugh. F- he got selected on like a, a world uh, a FIFA world referee panel or He's definitely like paid someone to How be on that. How does that happen? That's ridiculous. But paid, them, paid the MRP. Anyway, Perth came back from 1-0 down to win. Yeah, I'm not overly surprised yeah. at that result, really. No, I thought that was the, the expected result, probably. Nice goal well, by Ross Griffiths. almost nabbed a uh, second. Possibly deserved to, but... Um, mm-hmm. yeah, mm, Absolute bomb by Royston. Mm, was. Massive bomb. Uh, moving on, Friday night saw Melbourne City beat the Wanderers 1-0. Pretty boring game. It was very average, wasn't it? Friday night curse, again. Yes. Mm. French's goal's a cracker. But other than that, nothing much happened. Besides Do you reckon he meant border. it? That's what I was going to ask. What did he mean it? Oh, yeah. I think it was about a 50-50. He probably thought, I'm just going to have a crack He closed his eyes and just swung his leg. <laughs> he was going for far top corner, but he got near top corner. Yeah. Close enough. The, way he, the way he sliced it made it look like he meant it. French is a bit mm. weird. Like he, he was so good when he was at Brisbane, and then he made the massive mistake of going to Russia. And yeah. it, it completely screwed him. He could have been like... He could have been anything, really. He, if 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 he didn't go to Russia, he'd still be starting for the Socceroos. I think going to Russia com- completely. He'd, be, he'd him. be the starting right back. Yep, for sure. But I think starting Socceroos right back still gets shred- shredded by Trent. Yep, I like it. But now he's come back and he's going all right. But he was just so much better before he left. There's just he agents looking for money. I think he was brilliant yeah. before he went he over was. there. Yep. That whole Brisbane side. He was the part of that Brisbane side that went thirty something games unbeaten. Mm. That whole side were great. Wanderers six. Yep. I think the Wanderers are in a bit of shit because that's what they are. And yeah, they're not good. They well, were pretty not happy, is he? Sydney should definitely bury them. To be fair, they were better. Them. They were better with ten. They were. Yeah, that was a weird. Thing. It was. It was a weird. It was a weird thing for Border to do. I don't know why he did that. Like, 
Fornaroli went down, but it was a pretty forceful elbow or forearm, whatever you want to call it. Um, it was just stupid. The ball was nowhere near him. But I thought this was uh, another job for the MRP and another fail for the MRP because uh, you could see when you replay it a few times that there was something going on between the pair of them earlier. So I, I reckon that Border was retaliating to things that had gone on earlier. They pushed each other around a bit. At the exact moment that Border sticks the forearm on Bruno, Bruno's face, Bruno steps further than he normally would so that he can deliberately stomp on the foot of Border. Nobody sees hmm. this, nobody hears about this, no MRP interest Eagle eye in Aaron over there. But uh, I wasn't the only one. Uh, there were plenty of people on Twitter at the time who saw it and uh, wondered whether the MRP would pick up on it. And I don't understand why the MRP wouldn't pick up on it, but they didn't or haven't yet. So unless there's going to be some announcement about that um, extra piece of foul play that wasn't detected or um, discussed in today's MRP um, or, or in the MRP that was uh, announced today, then nothing's going to happen and... Uh, There'll be plenty of people saying that that's um, the protected species. Wonder has had FC. Wonder has had so. no threat in attack either because they're playing false nine. Did you notice they were playing false nine? Mm. Nichols, Nichols, up front. Nichols was playing up front. Nichols for me looked like he was the one playing up front and just he's work. a shadow of what he used to didn't be. Didn't work, Nichols. Yeah. yeah, but he had damn good game against us. Of to course. be honest, yeah. But overall, I think yeah, the, the game against us has been the best he's played all season by a long way. He that just hasn't had again, any... Again, I think we let him play that. He hasn't had any impact against any other side. Yeah, they definitely need a striker. I think Ali Babalj is apparently on trial with them, so that'll be interesting. Apparently, Bullet's looking for a team. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> how, about, how about those rumours that rumors Bullet... He's, he's going to Melbourne City. City. Yeah, yeah, what's going on with that? That'd be, that'd be Can hilarious. Can you see that happening? Well, I think that suits, actually, because uh, I think the problem at Wanderers was probably the size of his head. So if he goes Flind- to Flind- Melbourne City... Flinders Street, Mackers, look out. Well. I, I can't see a guy with a face tattoo playing for anyone else other than Western Sydney. It wouldn't look right. It just, it's not right. Um, but <laughs> and he, and he'd what look about Newcastle? And he'd look really <laughs> weird in white. Newcastle got to have no teeth. Um, but they got to... They, no IQ. They did play a lot better with only 10 men, but I guess the sign of a good side... Like Melbourne City is to, and you could argue, draw arguably say that the, Wander, the, the Wanderers' best centre back is Border, so mm. they're going to be without their best centre back against Sydney. Yes, yeah, we're going to get to previews later, but I, I think Sydney are going to annihilate Western Sydney, despite yeah. the loss of Brillante and Ryle. Yeah, then Border even, even that's the only up. thing yeah. that Sydney have to worry about is who's going to be in centre of defence with Wilco. It's not the first time this uh, that. Board has done something stupid as well since he's been here, which isn't good for a Because he got sent off in the first derby as well. Mm. Anyone into the theory that um, that uh, really uh, Western Sydney could have got the result because Sid- City did what they've done in a few games recently and just backed off. Well, they backed Scott, off a bit against yeah. us. They've backed Scott off had, against Scott others. Scott had the best opportunity to score, but he put it wide and that was really the only clear-cut chance they had all game. Mm. Anyway, moving on. Uh, first game on Saturday night was Brisbane uh, at home to Jets. And I think you called this one correctly, or the Jets winning 3-2. Me? Uh, well, someone pointed out the last time the Jets beat It Brisbane. wasn't me, because I'd never tipped the Jets ever. But yeah, I think Brisbane have a legit... might have actually tipped the Jets last week. Brisbane have remember. such a bad um, hoodoo against the Jets. Every time they come up against them, it's almost as if they, they're going to lose. Mm. Well, the Jets so did that's them 4-0 now, earlier that, in the that's season. That's now two losses to... Brisbane have now lost two against Newcastle. And how much? How many have they lost in the season? Three or four? So two of their three or four losses have been against Newcastle, which is 
It's really strange. Watching watching this game is oh, very annoying see. because I want to stab chopsticks everywhere, but the Jets are actually playing all right. And um, it's annoying me how well Andrew Nabu is going because he came from second division in Thailand or Malaysia to come back to Newcastle. He's, and he's top of the it. Alex Tobin Award. I know. Yeah. At the that is ridiculous. <laughs> that is very bad for the A-League. <laughs> That is an outrage. That is what an outrage. Do, what do people think about the fact that Newcastle won on the basis of another goalkeeping howler? <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, that that was never a free kick. I don't know why Theo Blew and up. the Brisbane players are all winning. He, he just dropped it. All he did was like dropped it. Yeah. Nordstrom's gone up for the header, which he's, he's entitled to do. Yeah, he hasn't. I don't think Nordstrom's fouled him. Like obviously, we're the most anti-Jets people ever, but it was mm. it was, it never, was, it was never a fair a goal. Kick. Fair goal. For that me. was that was so good that the FFA should check for betting irregularities. I think. I think so. <laughs> what about Wayne Brown having to leave at half time? Hmm? Yeah, um, Wayne Brown's wife or girlfriend going into labour, and then um, should we mention it? What what old mate said. In commentary, live yeah. on air. Oh, oh. Meredith. You go on. Just should I? Should I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, every, if if you follow me on Twitter, which I'm sorry about that, some of the things I say on there, but me and Nick have history on Twitter from a lot of <laughs> stupid stuff, but what he said on the sideline was so ridiculous and so stupid and sexist. It's just, why? Why? Why is he still employed? Couldn't they have someone better up there? You could ask that about a lot of the Fox He's the worst, worst sideline commentator. Sideline commentator. All he does is talk about how good he was back in his day. It's and like, then it was like stupid banter with Slater and Speed. Yeah. We get box. it. You used to play for the Strikers. Shut up. Yeah, I know. He mentions it every single chance So ba- if you don't know what he said, he basically said something on the lines of, I hope Wayne Brown's baby is a boy because a girl wouldn't inconvenience their father, footballer like that. Well, so it was something along those lines, which is... He was just trying to be humorous, stupid. but it wasn't even humorous. Just a it was just, bloody yeah. stupid thing to say. Why would you say that? Yeah. Mm. Especially when it's live on air. And then he continued to... Uh, Why don't you talk about the fucking game, you idiot? Pick out... <laughs> Aggressive, um, Josh. I think a girl tweeted him and he started to pick on her appearance. Yeah, or he something. kept yeah. going about yeah. it. Yeah. He kept going. He dug, he dug his grave on even further on Twitter. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't uh, hear any of that stuff, but I've been long aware of his bias. He's always been biased mm. Brisbane commentator, a bit like the Phoenix commentators. Disappointing, but... Yeah, um, but there's... The, Phoen- the Phoenix commentators are even worse. They that's are. That's unbelievable. But, but I had learned to tune out uh, Nick Bereth, Meredith because, you know... But anyway. he did make it back, Wayne Brown. She was born eleven fifty nine that night, or whatever. Flew back from Brisbane straight to the hospital. Was it a girl or was it a girl or a boy? I don't know. Actually, we should look that up. <laughs> anyway, Adelaide uh, continuing to struggle, losing two nil to Melbourne Victory. Victory too good, way too good. This was pretty much nailed on yep. before it started. The, yep. the it was like the the most comfortable two nil you've ever seen mm. for Victory. Little bit of controversy though. I thought I thought Tarek Elwich was taken out um, in the prelude to the first goal. Um, For me, goal. that was a 50-50. I think they've sort of run into each other. Yeah, I agree. But uh, to, to me, it doesn't matter. It's a foul, whether it's accidental or not. He comes in contact with the defender. He stops the defender from uh, trying to defend that ball. Um, so, yeah, I and thought, that, I thought that, it was a foul. That, the lead-up to that goal was the side where Elrich would have been if yeah. it wasn't taken out. So, yeah, yeah. I, I get your point. But for me, I think it's a fair goal. But Adelaide fans not happy, though. Apparently... Oof, that, after that after, after the game, they were blowing up and they were directing some abuse towards the staff board. and the board Most and the all board, these sorts yeah. of things. And then they released a statement that was sort of weird. 
Well, they were due to have a meeting today. Yeah. Or today or tomorrow, I can't remember. Yeah. It was just it was just strange. They should have just tried to deflect and they were like, we're spending the whole cap and all this sort of stuff, which is probably a bad thing to admit that you've spent the whole cap and you still last. That bit upset some of the fans, didn't it? Yeah. That was the one, for some fans, that was the main thing, that they were thinking that they hadn't spent the entire cap and they had. Mm. And once they admitted they had, then it was like, well, if we've spent the whole cap, why are we so rubbish? Yeah, and yeah. They've, they've used a lot of the other sort of um, little things like the loyalty things and so they've spent more than the cap, really, and they're still last. So, hmm. To be fair... What's to blame? How's about Troisi's... Sorry, I was going to change subjects. Go That's on, right. Troisi's goal. Superb. Good finish. It. Beautiful. Yeah. He's slowly coming good. He is. Comeback. He took a while to score a goal. He got one last week and it doubled it up again yeah. this week. He's mm. been... He was crap when he first sort of early on but now he's coming good and, this one, and that's a really hard victory fans six weeks ago were calling him shit and now yeah. it's King Troisi all over Twitter yeah that's yeah. it but as that's to as to, as to who's to blame at Adelaide I think that's the board and that really I don't think they've let um, the coach Amor Amor I totally blanked his name then um, I don't think they've let him <clears throat> recruit who he wanted or spend as much as he can well they've spent the whole cap but they've obviously spent it on the wrong things and, and there's a lot of paper talk around that Amor's being scouted by Melbourne City along yeah. with Isaias and Sirio and both being scouted by City I guess Sirio I guess Sirio Sirio Cheerios whatever the question is does he have full control over recruitment and everything like that well, he doesn't have full control over some of the recruitment problems. I think their biggest hurt is the swap of Jatay for Guardiola. Mm. Guardiola's no Jatay. He's no good. Bruce Jatay was at his best last year. He was powerful. He was in everything. He I never rated Bruce, and then he definitely proved me wrong. Exactly. Same yeah. here. Oh, it's not that I didn't rate him. It's that I didn't think he really had that level that he got to last year before yeah. he was um, signed elsewhere. So, and, and it is another example of champions have their best players taken from them by signings. And uh, so, you know, we'd all be angry, but, um, you know, it is what it is. Just just going back to Adelaide quickly, where have I heard, oh, we, we don't have any control over signings before? Well, I've heard a few rumours. Not I've anymore. I meant as in us, gone. us with yeah. Um, yeah. old mate. What's his yeah. name? I've already forgotten his name. Story. Story. Yeah. Well, that was the end of his story. Anyway, more on us. Um, <laughs> last game. Oh, <laughs> last game of the round, um, we went down 2-3 to Sydney. Undeservedly so. Yeah, we got we got pretty unlucky. That second half was good. Once yeah. again, I think Talking points. once again we've played well in the second half, but the first half we've been meh. We were pretty plucky in this, you know. We mm. we really put up a good performance, but let's be honest, they made lots of opportunities and and Izzo bailed us out. Yeah. yeah. It always bizarres me out when I read on social media later that I've one, seen a one few per, people trying to blame one Izzo. person blames his own and another person says his a machine. Well I'm gonna go with his a machine on this because well, the, I reckon the he second saves. Goal some of the one on one saves he pulled off yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah the, the second goal though when he came out that was one mistake he made when well, he came out to try and get the ball but but what should he do? It's Wait once again McGinn. his defenders his defenders in front of him are letting him down every yeah. game. Yeah that that attacker it was Ninkovic has gotten around McGing already and he's one on one with the keeper What's the keeper supposed to do? Stand there and be a sitting duck? He can't yeah. do that. Mm. He's got to come out and try and Make know, himself big. smother the thing, yeah. Yeah. which he couldn't do. Ninkovic, quality, you know, let's, let's put and that like there. And like you said, he did that a couple of times in one-on-ones. Well, down, down our end in the first half, he's safe from Bobo before yeah. he scored. And just to recover my reputation a little bit, then uh, Bobo, how about that finish on that second goal? Mate, if any of us couldn't have finished that, we should give up going to watch soccer because that was just pass it into an open goal. Yeah. yeah. 
What about the first goal? What's going on there at the back? What's what's happening? That was shambles. As we said before, you know, you got to get up and get that. What's happening? We got to we got to stop ball watching. It's just you it's, can't it's you, like you so said much. you can't let the you can't let the ball bounce. You've just got to try and get your head on it wherever it goes. And it was a decent turn too, I guess. Yeah, but Pat, we allowed him. He turned two to It was a good finish. It was but, a very good finish, but he never should have got to that point. No. But it wasn't a decent cross. Paolo described it in the press conference as having floater. snow on it when it came down. Yeah. And, and any ball that has snow on it when it's coming down, or figuratively does... Like something else later on, but yeah. Then that, that ball should be, con- should be, you know, competed for by our defence. And we didn't compete It's not for a it. very appropriate metaphor for an Aussie summer, but we'll uh, go with it. <laughs> up to five of us were within the vicinity and could have got to Holosco. And, and uh, maybe I said it off air before, Jakey McGing probably needs to take out Holosco there. I think he was the closest. He needs to forget about the sun in his eyes or whatever it is and just go for the ball regardless. And go if, for the area. If he ends up getting a yellow card because uh, he's late, then it is what it is. Disguise going for the ball by going for the man yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And to be mean? fair, the finish from Bobo at that end it was, good. was super. And then the lead up to the second goal was almost a carbon, was almost a carbon copy yeah, they cut a of, spot again. of the bounce, of just letting the ball bounce yeah. and not getting to the ball. Drives me crazy. It's about learning, uh, reading the game, hmm. seeing what they're going to do with the ball, and you know, taking a chance on what they're what they're going to do with it. You, hmm. you know, you read the player that's got the ball, think okay, they're going to either hit it or they're going to pass it up the line here or something, and you move into the positions to deal with it. And we're not doing that at the moment. We're just sort of watching them and waiting for it to happen. Not always. Yeah. But we've got oh, to no. consistently compete for those. We can't switch off just for that moment. No, that I'm talking hit. about the back four and their movement and, you know, where they're setting themselves up. seems to be when we have the ball, the game plan's going okay for the back four. <clears throat> but when we lose it and then a team's coming at us, that's when we bloody shit ourselves and we go everywhere. Yeah, we just scramble. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's the bit we need to work out. I love that technical it was good. Term, it was good that we got. <laughs> it was good that we got back into it, though. Like, I think... They took their foot off the pedal thinking, oh, we've got this game on, this is easy. But then it was good to come back into it. And, I think um, especially given that that's our, you know, cultural we could thing. have And we could have had yeah. a point if Fabio puts that penalty away or Roy takes it. I was wondering who was going to bring that up. <laughs> no, yeah. It was coming. That's why I said speaking <laughs> yeah. of things that have snow on them. This, that's Fabio's, still going, mate. It's still, it's going. still going. It's still in orbit. That's yeah. Haley's Comet. The um, um, International Space Station have got it. At the moment. I think it's on the counter at Gosford Station. They're waiting for somebody to pick it up. Now, it's it's down to the team to decide um, who takes the penalties. I know in teams that I've played in, and I'm not pro or anything, but we would have, a at the start of the season, have sort of like a penalty shootout. And the last one left um, to keep scoring is the one that takes the penalties. Yep. As soon as they miss, it's on to the next person. Yep. I don't know if that's what they've done. I don't know if they've sort of talked about it at training For or whatever. For me, I think it feels like Fabio's been a hog and said, this is mine, I want a goal. That yeah. is my thought. I, don't, I, d- I, I, I really hate crapping on individual players, but Fabio has not been good all season. And then for some reason there's, he There's one thing he's done, and that was against um, City. Yeah, Eve. yeah, yeah. Fair and enough. that was with no Fair step enough. overs. Yeah, that was being... Simple. Just running at the running yeah. at the fence, but he doesn't yeah. have the form to step up and no. say, "No, not you. No, not you. Yeah. It's me." I just, and I think Roy, he was trying to he play did, himself. He did in score the form. a few like that last season, didn't he? Where he put it into mm. where the spiders. But it was very lead. different but last season, yeah. though, wasn't it? Because he for was him for some he was the main man. Yeah. yeah, and you guys won't have forgotten that. Uh, remember, uh, was it Roy's first game with us? It was an ACL qualifier that we lost uh, to Wellington Phoenix. 
Roy had a penalty and uh, it was either the not, FFA, not an ACL qualifier, it was the FFA Cup. Oh, it was too. Yeah. Yes, nice work. And uh, so he missed the pen there. So, you know, I'm not diving over myself that Roy should definitely take it. But, but when Fab's not in form, that's not the time. Roy had only I just went scored. Back, I mm. went back to Roy's goal, the penalty in round one, where it was an absolute rocket into the into the corner. Mm. So... Yeah. Yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty, but from now on, Roy has to take our penalties. Because it was weird, because it looked like, I think the... Not ball. just Roy, someone, you know, in form that's competent. Yeah, yeah it just I seemed think, a bit selfish. I think the ball boy picked the ball up from behind the goal, and Roy was still standing in the 18-yard box, and he, sort of, and he sort of went to him, here, throw it to me. He threw the ball to Roy, but then Fabio didn't move, and then Roy threw the ball to Fabio. But you told me after the game, Aaron, that you reckon you saw Monty... Um, having a word to either or either of them, and maybe Monty pulled rank and told Fabio to take it. Well, that's how it looked from my point of view, but interesting looking at how other fans perceived it today because there was everything from uh, Fab's selfishness to Roy gave him the ball and wanted him to take it. So, so you know, I guess we can perceive those things in our different ways. But to me, I thought that there had been some conjecture there and that Monty had sorted it out by saying Fab's taking it. That's what it looked like from Bay 40. Okay, well... Taking a penalty is probably one of the easiest chances to score, right? What easiest if what if what if yes? Yeah, what chance. if Fabs gets that in and then starts lifting himself with more confidence? Yeah, agree. But is 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 this the time for like this is about the team, not about Fab? I know, but he's in the team though. And That's the thing. And he's gone for so much power. It's, it was always going to go over. All he needed to do was like just. Stroke it in, just place it. Your team's only as strong as your weakest player. But I would have thought that if we thought if we went back and looked at Fab's last few penalties, the the two that I can think of right now, I reckon he rocketed him into the roof of the net. Was that both in the Perth game? I think first game yeah. of last season, possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. both was. both in the top left hand corner or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And so he's obviously gone for that again, and it, it just really hasn't worked. Exactly, and that's a player that has no confidence at yeah. the moment. That's what it sort of looked like. Yeah, and yeah. I was fearing for you guys because it was heading straight at you. It was very close. It went, it went into a... Was it like the top of like Bay 17? <laughs> yeah, to our right. Yeah. It was 15. 15. Good to see Scotty get on the, go- on the score shed though. His first Good follow-up. Like he was just in the right place at the right time to smash that in. Yeah. Another good example because plenty of fans wrote him off about the penalty and the fact that uh, he made a couple of mistakes. In fact, he made a mistake where Holosko got a one-on-one with Izzo early on in the game that um, wasn't his best moment. I've seen lots of people write him off about the game on the weekend, but then he yeah. made it into the team, team of, the, of week the week as well. So also, also cheers to Holosko for assisting Roy's goal. Mm. So <laughs> opinions... It's headed straight to exactly, exactly, exactly. And for me, Scotty had a good game, and I think that that goal will help him. And um, and yeah, I like him, and I'm I'm uh, hopeful that he'll be around for some time yet. Yeah, I don't I don't know why people are ragging on him so hard. Mm. It's it's going to take him a little while to Who settle is in. Galloway, yeah, Oof, he hasn't done a lot wrong. Yeah, I know. For well, me, made a couple of mistakes, but you know, it's going to take him a little while to get used to things and that, and to get used to. Been here and been away from home and that sort of thing, and been away from Melbourne where he was for a while. So yeah, um, well, it's the same for Payne as well, I guess. Yeah, at least think he, he being with Payne, Payne, again, Payne made a massive difference because they on were too. they were pretty good. Or I don't know if they're best friends, but I'd say they were pretty good friends when they were in Victory Colours. Yeah. But yeah, what about the quality of that cross uh, field ball that uh, hits cha- hits Payne on the chest? He takes it straight past Ryan. Who Grant. was that? Who put that ball in? I think it was Harry Ascroft, actually. Very, very, uh, very reminiscent of a Svansvark. It could have been Monty. Ball. Could have been Monty. Yeah, actually. it might have been. Um, but either way, Payne uh, did what I think we were hoping, uh, or some people thought, completely uh, outpaced Ryan. 
completely yeah. outpaced Grant. Yeah, I think people wanted to see Trent take on uh, Grant and uh, instead Connor took that one on the chest. First touch was absolutely superb. Mm. He was well in behind Grant and uh, then after that it was... Grant all. had no choice. Although, to be fair, Payne was probably drawn out too wide. Grant didn't need to make that challenge, but he did. And and people want Ryan Grant to play for the Socceroos. No. Jesus Christ. No. Um, I think he's good, Grant. I think he's very good, but not at that level yet. So what about old mate's goal? Carney's goal. Hmm. Oh. The less oh, better. Yeah. It wasn't a goal. What's to discuss? He's offside. I know, because I've me, seen some people say, oh, they should, you know, because the, the rule, inverted commas, is that if it's very close, then the advantage should go to the attacking team. But Get it, it, out of it. We've had ones. I that, know. We've I had know. ones where a, a, the guy's <clears throat> hand is exactly. behind the defender and it's been called offside. Exactly. The it's only thing I'd say for us is that we conceded straight after we scored. Yeah, that yeah. was. And there's that cardinal sin of what the most vulnerable you are in conceding a goal is five minutes after you've scored. Yeah. And I think, for me, in my opinion, we're still stoked and upbeat that we just. Uh, that we just equalised, that we didn't really focus enough on defending when they came straight for us. Yeah, but people were saying it was really close. The offside, I don't, don't think it was that close. Well, I think the, he was a it was good, a foot off. Can I just say the Seco on the far side did keep him on? Oh, I've seen that picture. So you know, <laughs> you know, it was it was certainly close with him. Was that Fox that put that up? Uh, yeah, probably I think was, they tried to say that the security guard was wearing yellow and that distracted the linesman what despite do, we were wearing um, pink. What do the team need to do to stop conceding straight after scoring? We just need to calm down. Just calm down, settle us all down, and just focus on our jobs again. I think it's a coach thing and a player thing. Someone made a good point the other day that after I think after we got the first goal, Arnie made a sub straight away, and that slows down the play. Yeah, it calms everyone. And not that we need to make a sub, but maybe it would have been a good time to do it after we scored to make a sub because we do have a young side, and they were you know they were obviously still. They were obviously still very distracted, and that's why we've let him in again. Mm. A mixture of that and us not being able to defend well at times has led straight to that. Because it is a matter of concentration, isn't it? Mm. That, we, that we just lost con- concentration momentarily. Well, I yeah, pointed out the shoelaces trick a few weeks ago, but yeah. I haven't seen him do it again since. So Although one thing, one thing we have to mention though is that Fabio's ball to Roy in the lead up to the mm-hmm. second goal was a good ball. Definitely. Yep. Redeemed himself somewhat yeah. for he that. He did redeem. Uh, it was a bit of a redemption, but not a full one. No. I think but it I was think a good ball. You can't question the heart or the desire that we're showing at the moment, but it's still those little mistakes yep. that are screwing us. But, yep. you know, we were 2 0 down and we didn't stop. We didn't give up. Nobody looked like. Wait, we're going against the team that's top of the league and haven't yeah, lost yet. Nobody, nobody looked like they wanted to th- throw in the towel and we got back into it and then we lose a little bit of concentration and then concede to an offside goal. That's, yeah, so. and that, that's what it is. But um, at least we're showing what Mariners fans want to see most. Well, this Mariners fan wants to see, mm, and that is heart. heart. I've, yeah, seen, exactly. I've seen more heart in the last two weeks than I did all last season. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. It's encouraging. All right, we're joined by our CEO, Sean. How are you, mate? Very good. Going well. That's good. Um, I guess we'll jump straight in. Uh, with today's stadium development teaser, when is the full proposal getting released to the public? Yeah, so we're looking to release the full proposal on the members' forum on Friday the 27th of January, so which is the night before the uh, the match against Perth. 
uh, we're, we're about to release details. We're just locking down the venue and all that. But, yeah, that'll be uh, when we have the forum with myself and Paolo as well. So we'll, uh, we'll show all our members the, uh, the full uh, proposal and details, uh, which we know will, will evolve by the time we get there and then also showcase it at the match on the 28th. So where will that forum be? We don't know yet, but it's uh, we're just talking to the different venues uh, at the moment. So, and look, the Central Coast Leagues Club is the first first one that we're looking at to um, to have a look at. Can you break down the development stages that have been proposed? Yeah, so the first stage is the really um, core one. The first stage is the one that we spoke to council about. We said that we need to know that this is going to happen for us to sign a ten year deal. For the last eighteen months that I've been in the role, I've been uh, campaigning that we need a ten-year deal and want to stay here for ten years. However, absolutely nothing has come back from the council uh, we, with no you know, rhetoric at all. So we said, "All right, well, we need to know that the that the first stages can happen." So the first stages is is a roof over the northern terrace, uh, is yellow seats uh, that come in, uh, is a new uh, entry point uh, from the on the leagues club side, uh, and is a corporate tower for um, for. Um, uh, which will uh, have a 100-seat function room at the top of it and uh, and then also a retail precinct through the uh, out on the grass area out the back, which can trade seven days a week. And also the corporate tower can then be used for you know, uh, seven days a week, you know, uh, function hire and, and that type of thing. So, so there's revenue that can be generated at the stadium daily without having to damage the pitch and be focused on the pitch. And um, so that's the stage one. That's the real... So this, this is the proposal that the council says that we haven't gone to them with... So the and we are saying that we have. The council are saying, you, you, if you listen to the vocabulary, the Mariners have not put in an offer to purchase the stadium. So, yeah, we haven't gone to them and said, yeah, we'll give you X amount of million dollars to buy the stadium yeah. because we don't have enough details to know what that is. If, if anyone can tell me if it's worth $5 million, $10 million, $50 million, great. Let, let me know how and why it's worth that. Uh, but the actual structure, you know, the maintenance costs, the, the employment costs, what, what the contracts are tied into, what you can do with the venue. If, 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 yeah, so, I mean, I'm sure that no one would sell us the stadium and then allow us to knock it down and, and build apartments, and that's not what this is about. So there's going to be some rules and regulations around it, but they're not telling us that. So, Do you think this is all down to the amalgamation? Is that why it's so hard to deal with it at the moment? Yeah, personally I do, yes. Uh, they say that it's business as usual. They say that you know, nothing's changed, but... It's clearly not. Nothing's changing, no. so... Yeah. Um, and, and I suppose there's a real reason for us. We feel that it's important to have this conversation now. We're in the second year of our of a, of a three-year venue hire agreement, but if we wait till September and then the new council comes in and then we start the conversation, you're not going to really get until January, February till you get real about the conversation. We're actually, well, we've already gone past. We're, we're now into to the new venue um, uh, hire time and we, we the only thing that can happen is, it, is you roll the current deal. That holds us back currently as we've got. So, um, And so it's all the little things at the moment that we can't do that, that, uh, uh, that, that are causing us some grief. So we're really keen to... To, to pursue this and that stage one is, is so important I, I miss the internet connectivity there the NBN sits at the stadium right like it's right there and when we speak to to, to the big companies and to, to, to the IT gurus they say that this can be the most connected stadium in Australia um, to the point where you could get everyone's phone to ring at the same time you could get a, a, an app that has a uh, that, that has a crowd shot that, that gets colours to go through and just stuff that's way beyond um, yeah, anything else anyone's been able to do. The trouble with connectivity at the moment in Australia is the only stadiums that are putting it in are the really big ones, but then they have the challenges with the big stadiums. Uh, I've been at ANZ Stadium and, and held two phones and watched one drop out and one, uh, one pick up when, uh, when it's there. So Yeah, the Wi-Fi at ANZ is yeah, terrible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and that's meant to be state-of-the-art. 
where you pump in a system like that into our stadium, people come from everywhere to see the, the, the fantastic things that can happen. <coughs> However, we're now faced with a situation that Trent Bahaja scores a, scores a goal the other day, the internet's down, Tyson can't even put it on the website to tell everyone that he scored a goal. <laughs> Lovely. That's so bad. Yes. And I guess the worst thing is with all of this as well is that all of this work and nothing gets done until a new council goes in, you, you, we are basically going to have to start from scratch, aren't we? Yeah, so we need the new council to know that there's a mandate, there's a direction, whether it's the community saying you've got to do it or whether it's the state government saying or whether it's the current council saying our recommendation to the new council is this happened. This has to be on the table for the new council. Um, so, so I'm sure I'll end up speaking with every uh, potential councillor as it comes through into September. But this is important. And we're talking, you know what, we've got 6,000 members and those 6,000 members have got, have got plenty more friends and we're all voters. We're all voters here who are going to go to an election and say this is going to be our new council. And I think this is a massive opportunity for us to say this is the time for a change. So if the club were to uh, either take ownership or the management rights uh, for the stadium, what would the implications be for the current contracted services such as food and beverage and uh, general match day uh, staffing, etc.? I'll cook the $2 barbecue myself to start out the back to get things rolling. Because so <laughs> it'll be better than what's there now. <laughs> because cause I, I've been at venues and, and, uh, and been involved in operating venues where, where a sausage sizzle is the best catering in, in the venue. And I tell you what, it is great and it's cheap and it's effective and everyone can get eaten. Uh, you can, can eat. And so I think it's such, a, such an easy starting point uh, but yeah, we can have Mariner's Burgers, we can have you know, um, you know, Captain Yellowbeard's you know, soft serve. Hot show, hot dog. Yeah, there you go. So we and, get control. Uh, we get control, we get the ability, um, and uh, we'll make Fergie sure that... hot dog, it's a foot long. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, um, I won't go somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, it's a, yeah. that's a good answer. It's price food and so forth, and I think that's attracting a few people. I know that I sneak in there for a sausage sandwich before I go into the stadium because I don't want to eat the overpriced food that might make me unwell yeah. at times. Um, so... So, yeah, good idea to be able to bring that all together, isn't it? Because especially over the last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of complaints about the food and all those sorts of things. I think the bar behind the cove ran out of water on the weekend. A whole bunch of people got sick from the nachos. Lines were just nuts. So we need to get... A shout out to Whistle, who was leaking from both ends recently (laughs) from the nasty nachos. Dare I say corn chips? Yeah. Just put it in there. Shut up about your corn chips. Okay. And look, you know, we, we feel those complaints every week and all we do is we go, yeah, look, we're going to talk to the stadium, we're going to try to work through this and uh, and then we do, we talk to the stadium but nothing changes. I mean, the speakers haven't worked since since this day I started and, and, and we're still trying to get that and we wonder why our uh, our, our pre-match music you know, isn't working at the moment because no one can hear it. So. That's true. Okay, well, we're going to go on to that. We'll skip a couple of questions and deal with that. What was the deal with the karaoke of I Can't Help Falling in, uh, falling in Love With You? Yeah, look, it was a fail moment. Uh, I'm not going to deny that. And um, I'm not going to throw Jesse under the bus, but I just did. <laughs> um, but, um, but look, we had a karaoke um, a moment a few, a few rounds earlier where there was a Bucks party. And it was great. It really got, you know, the crowd that was there got behind it. And, um, and, and it really fit. So we thought that this was a good idea. Um, and, um, and unfortunately, I've got to say that this is probably our Super Hubert moment for the year. <laughs> Not the quality of the singing. Yeah. I'm sure the singing was very good. but No, um, it wasn't. Okay. We've got one Super Hubert moment a year allowed. Yeah. That's it for this year. And I think it was the UB40 version of the song as well. Yeah, so... Well, the I U- think the lyrics were wrong as well. 
Oh, were they? Okay, well, that, that would have been a challenge for everyone. So, But, yeah, look, the, the UB40 version is... Um, like I played at the uh, at the after the Melbourne City match, uh, but again, no one heard it. I didn't hear that. <laughs> I get so, uh, and look, that version has, has definitely got a got a brass band uh, in there that's um, that's a bit more upbeat. So of course we're uh, we do listen and we are having a look at things. Whether it stays or goes is, is still yet to be seen. But all I know is we've got to keep trying. One thing that a lot of people have been asking about the ground is that um, uh, that some people always say that we always don't have any money. And then all of a sudden we have this all this money to do all this redevelopment, and then they say, "Well, if we have all this money, why can't we buy more players?" Can you can you differentiate between why doing all this means that we can't buy more players if we supposedly have that money, and where is the money going to come from to do all this? Yeah, it's yeah. I'm sure everyone can appreciate that. Um, uh, you might be in a situation where you can get a car loan to get a really nice car, but on a day-to-day perspective, that doesn't mean that you're then going to spend more on your annual on your weekly groceries. You know, they're, they're, they're two totally different things. So, and if we were in a position that we burnt a lot of money now and were were financially reckless, well, that money goes. It doesn't it doesn't stay around. So, so you're talking about investment into our future um, and spending money to make more money in the future. So, um, so so the, the 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 strategy is to put ourselves into a position so we've got money so in the future years we are able to spend money on the players and on the football department um, yeah, we, we, with every capacity because mm-hmm. by spending that money on, on our football team then gives a direct re- uh, return back into our investment that we've already got. So, um, so it's not a chicken and an egg where you don't know which one comes first. First, this is a, a, a horse in the cart. You need to build it you know, so that they will come, uh, not spend it before you've got it. Can you explain in layman's terms how the proposal actually happens? So when do you go into council and do it? Do you go into council, do you give a presentation to a whole bunch of people or how does that all work? Yeah, exactly. So, so well, we did this. We, we, we called in. And we've so it's already been done? Yeah, yeah we did yeah. this in November. So, yeah. so this is... Yeah, so the one that you supposedly haven't done? So, well, yeah. So, um, so, so and in November, we expressed our vision. We, we, we sat down, we talked them through and... And we asked yeah, very specific questions, and I'm just reading it from the actual presentation. Would council consider you know, committing to the stage one upgrades of the master plan? So we showed our vision. If they commit to stage one, they go, yes, we'll commit to stage one. Fantastic, great. Let's do a 10-year deal. Question one. All right, and uh, no response. Will council form a, uh, a joint partnership with, with us uh, to achieve stage one? So if they couldn't do it themselves, can we get in, form a trust, to what needs to happen to, to get it done? Is there, is there another you know, private and uh, public partnership that can come in place to, to do that? Uh, these were direct questions that were handed you know, straight to the council. Will council permit the Central Coast Mariners to obtain the management rights of the stadium so we can get started on stage one? Up until late yesterday afternoon, yesterday afternoon I got a call and they said, yes, we'd like to receive a proposal around your management rights. Prior to that, there was no, there was no option. There was, no, there was nothing on there, so... Uh, and then finally, would council permit a long-term lease at Central Coast Stadium so we can lock in the centre of entertainment master plan, i.e. is there an opportunity to have a 99-year lease so that investing into the um, um, into the infrastructure makes sense because there will be a return on that investment um, you know, in later years. But um, but again, we, we haven't heard of that. So, so there are questions that we've asked to no response. The only response is, well, publicly they say that Mariners haven't put in a bid. Well, no, we haven't put in a bid because we don't know what the venue's worth because we don't have enough details about what you can and can't do. The venue is worth two very different things. If 
you have the venue and you have to pay for everything you know, for the upkeep and maintenance and you uh, and then they say you can't do anything else with it you can't do any building well then it's not really worth anything because you're buying That's a, you're buying a bill yeah but you know but we're not we're not predicting that the uh, that you just buy the land and knock it down and can build anything else you know so there's going to be some rules and regulations around there uh, we hear that it's crown land no one's told us yeah, you know, what what is what isn't around. So it's actually impossible for us to do that because if we come out and, and make an ass of ourselves and go, Yeah, let's buy it for X amount of million dollars, council will come out and just laugh at us and go, These guys really don't know what they're doing. So, um and and look, I suppose that's 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 where we're at. We're 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 in a situation that um, that we want progress and however that progress comes, whether it's us doing the progress, if we figure that if we don't do it, who else is going to? But um, but we'd gladly get behind anyone who had who had the same visions uh, and, and who had the capacity to actually get something to happen. You'd think that fans, you'd think that general people who've been a part of the progression of the stadium since the beginning would see what the benefits could be in this type of model. Um, we've watched for the last 12 years as the stadium has gradually um, become worse um, and gradually sort of decayed away. Um, I'm not sure what the council's option is if they don't take this kind of option. They don't look like they're in a position to organise uh, too much public investment at the, at the moment. They, they don't actually have a formal council, do they? So it's hard to imagine how local people wouldn't think that this was a, a real positive uh, to think that they you know, could create a centrepiece for the town of Gosford and, and council have long time been uh, given a lot of hard time about uh, uh, development in Gosford and the lack of it um, or the lack of finishing development so so yeah really hard to understand as a long time coasty uh, long time coast resident uh, bred here th- why not yeah and, and and that's a really important point there and so so the stadium is the only sign of progress in Gosford for the last 18 years. The stadium is the only reason the Central Coast Mariners exist. If the stadium wasn't there, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be here. So so that's a so so it goes hand in hand. So we believe that the stadium is it should still be the flag bearer for progress in Gosford. And uh, and with the with the stadium going, we know and we hear uh, of all the other ideas and concepts that are out there and this is uh, we agree is another one. Um, but I suppose for us, we've got the confidence. We are now currently sitting into in a building that was built by Mike. Yeah, um, yeah, that that got there. So there's um, so there's runs on the board that um, that that progress will happen. We just need the capacity to uh, um, to open the door. And there's an argument there that the Mariners have already rescued the situation with this stadium. Uh, I was around when the stadium was built. In fact, went to cricket matches and so forth long before the stadium existed. Um, the reason it was built was supposedly to house an NRL team. Um, that never came off. Coasties wouldn't buy into a team that they didn't own. Uh, I was one of the Coasties who wouldn't buy into it. Mariners come along and really picked up on a white elephant. Without the Mariners being there, who would be using the stadium now? Yeah. It'd, be, it'd be overgrown and shit. It would have been That's demolished, be. probably. There'd be, be one game of NRL there a year and nothing else. Yeah. 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 So, we'll just break it down. So, you're at the point where council aren't helping you talk to them themselves. Yeah, so so we went in through the front door, wanted to have this conversation, and 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 it didn't progress. So now, so un- to unfortunately, talk to them properly, we- you need information from them. Yeah, is there any way you can get any other way you can get the information? Um, look, I suppose we've yeah we've been asking those who know in around her former you know, former people from the council who've been giving us snippets and information. Uh, but in essence, there's an opportunity that would go along with the management rights. If you had the management rights, then you're on the ground, 
you're working there, you can ask the questions and you'll be able to figure it out because you'll want to you'll want to move a you'll, you'll want to move a fence and well you've got to go through you know DAs and bits and pieces to to do those little bits so so you'll be exposed to that so so we do see that um, that a, that a part of that journey uh, could be the management right or should be the management rights um, so so there are those two components to it yeah. Can you explain the research and how we came about to that final plan for the ground? Was it sort of modelled on it, on anything else? Uh, the, the main modelling came off um, genuine feedback, you know. So, yeah. so yeah, the yellow seats and and it's uh, not the final model either. No, no, no. Yeah. This is this is one that we looked at and go, what is realistic? Oh, oh, stage one is is a realistic scenario, uh, and of course, it, it kept evolving and, and having some fun. It was. Um, yeah, the defining moment, I suppose, was when we sat down with Kane King from K, uh, CKDS Architects, uh, who, who did the who did the pictures and the final schematics, and so so Kane's the, the yeah I, I dare say he's the leading architect in um, in the Central Coast. He's a local and he's uh, and he's been behind and across all the big developments. So very across the uh, the um, yeah the waterfront you know uh, development. So you'll notice in the pictures and the imagery that the other developments in and around the other towers are already dropped in. Uh, because because we've got a fair fair idea of what's happening and and sitting down and t- speaking with Kane and his team and and they were like wow we, we we don't know how this has been missed this is this is really really good this is something that they really want to get behind um, and so um, so yeah yeah it's it's great support from those guys and uh, and we 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 sat down we met we talked we went through all the different things what are the outcomes and the end goal was was how can we make something that is really special that everybody's going to want to go to. Um, you know, how do we take away the things that people say, oh, I don't want to go to the ground, it's, it's too hot, or you know, these are the things holding back our crowds. Um, so Because it's, it's nice when we're winning games and people will go through anything just to, to come and watch us. But, um, but if we just got a good event, um, it goes the other way as well, where, um, where, uh, where people come to the event and, and the team can really lift. So what about uh, things like there's been a long time plan to build a performing arts centre close to that uh, area? Um, anything around that that, for instance, uh, that that uh, you could make a you know a, a full entertainment uh, area? Yeah, look, the performing arts centre is a uh, is a very hot political ta- uh, potato uh, that's there. Um, and uh, whilst we've got ideas, I suppose we didn't want to get this distracted uh, by that. Um, and uh, and yeah, so for the moment, I suppose it's, I, I yeah, it's it's safest to keep away from it because because you know we talk about you know really wanting to link arms and get progress to happen, um, but the uh, but the track record for Central Coast is is to throw mud at each other and stop things from happening, um, and try to find the negatives and um, and so I'd be nervous to um, uh, to dilute the conversation. But they'd be sort of dreams for the future if um, if things that are currently on the we on the we want progress in Gosford we want growth yeah. and progress in Gosford and well yeah however that looks like and and, uh, and and takes a format we're supportive of anything uh, that happens and and, um, um, and yeah yeah so I'm not across all the finer issues on the performing arts centre but um, can only imagine progress is good for everyone. Could you name any events or other sports that would come up to the coast if uh, if and when we took over? Yeah, look, I, I think that there, there's uh, we've done our research with NRL clubs, so we we know why NRL clubs are not coming, um, and, and what needs to motivate them to to come along. What were uh, those reasons? Uh, a lot of them are financial. Um, so and um, and so the um, the, eh, eh, the yeah. Let, let, let me give it. Let me give you some scenarios here. So if uh, you're an NRL club and you come to Central Coast to look to put a uh, to put a game on, you have a 
venue hire discussion with the council immediately. Um, so whereas if you go to um, if you go to another venue, um, that's uh, that's let's say um, uh, Geelong, you, you you go and you talk to the to the venue, who then goes and talks to the council and says, I want to bring this. Um, you know, this, this, this team to town or this game to town, can you help fund it? But at the moment, you're having that conversation right off the bat. So it's very difficult for the council to go, all right, that's part of the venue hire. Uh, it's, well, this is the same thing that happened in Canberra. We go down to Canberra and we, we, we talk about, um, you know, hosting the match in Canberra. ACT government goes, here's how much we'll donate to make it make it work. And then you have the discussion with, with the stadium about how much it's going to cost and then you add up, uh, up and it works. At the moment, that scenario doesn't work here because there's no offer coming in through from council uh, because they're, they're one and the same in the operator. So the best practice doesn't happen there. So if you're in a situation that there's a different, you know, venue management uh, happening, whether it's us or whether it's anyone else, and then there's a problem, well, then you go straight to the council and say, you've got to get this fixed. Or if the venue manager needs some help, go to the council and say, hey, look, I've got this great opportunity. We can't get it across the line, but we know here's the economic benefit for the region. And they'll go, absolutely, let's, let's, let's chip in and make this happen. And, um, and yeah, because it lifts community spirit, pride, you know, the, the, the economy grows. And that conversation, that's a better structure to, to get things to happen. Um, and, and so fundamentally, uh, the feedback that we've had from uh, NRL clubs, and whilst the Roosters have got a, uh, have got a commitment uh, through here for the one match, um, that's, um, there, there's definitely more opportunities. We used to see at least three games here um, you know, through, through the winter period and... Um, and you've got to outbid. You've got to. You've got to want it. You've got to show that you, you that uh, that you need it. And Central Coast, in regards to rugby league, needs a long term plan and a long term vision, not just um, not just a, a smash and grab. But um, uh, but but we we believe and um, we believe there's opportunities there. But outside of that, other other events. So the um, the concept talks about a demandable stage, um, and so so concerts are definitely very sought after at the moment in in regards to the stadium. So it's. Um, Imagine a concert there on the water on a weekend or something like that. It'd be awesome. Very hard when is the speakers don't work. Is that up to seeing what Coldplay did to Brisbane Stadium? Yeah, well, there's an art form to that, knowing... That stage you know, looks a little different, though, doesn't it? It's so, sort of... Yeah. Is it, it's not, like, on the pitch. It's sort of behind where the scoreboard yeah, is the, the crowd that did the now. damage, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, so, but there's... Yeah, there are definitely different ways to, to address it, and it's all about timing as well and yeah. how you schedule it and you, and you put it in. Because it looks like um, they've had to relay, you know... Fifty yeah. percent of that. Yeah. So, but what also happens if you got the time and yeah, and and you put it in, then you you make sure that they've got the insurance to cover that if they've done it, then then yeah. the insurance covers it and and relays the pitch. So, so you can protect yourself and, and cover yourself in in that aspect. But for us, the 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 uh, dual big screen, so one in each corner, so everyone can see it, will it will impact the quality of a concert. So when someone looks at it, and goes, "Oh, this will work." Mm-hmm. At the moment, I couldn't imagine someone you know wanting to have a concert in in front of our current big screen. Um, There's a lot of uh, little black squares missing. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, she's 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 getting old, and she's um, she's seen a, she's seen uh, getting close to to uh, the end of her term. But um, but yeah, it's much easier for a concert operator to come in and know that they don't have to bring in their own speakers. That a speaker system might work that you can have a concert on. So um, you know, oh, and you can't read the clock either from Bay sixteen. Yeah, you need to squint. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, okay, there's a couple of questions on Twitter. I know Josh has just answered a couple. Um, the cost. Who's paying um, any increase in capacity? I think you already answered that one. Um, yeah, who's stumping up the cash or government grants being sourced to fund this project? Yeah, so Mike's words in the members' email just on the uh, on the on the New Year's Eve um, match was that he needs to be motivated to invest. So so he he, he wants to invest. 
Um, so, uh, of course, you're always going to go to government and, and ask them about it, but that's not the starting point because if that's the starting point, then you've just got to play politics forever and it takes you yep. years and you'll never get there waiting for a federal grant and you need to then just time it on an election. Uh, the election cycle's passed. So, so, so none of that that, that, that. that will come after. The government are more likely to say, actually, we really want this to happen. What's now holding it up? Well, what are the last pieces of, of, of the puzzle and, and how can we fix it? Um, so, but but for for Mike to be able to know that he's going to you know sort of invest that sort of money, he's got to be in a in a situation where he's, he's um, it's it's an investment. He's got to be able to get a return on that investment. And um, so so whether there's long term lease, yeah, so it needs to be attractive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, not yeah, at least viable. You know, it doesn't even need to be the word attractive. At least viable for him, because the the attraction will come in regards to improving the football. So, but from a a management perspective, if you're talking just the venue management rights. Uh, well, well, that's a that's a company or a business operating that's um, that's uh, under the um, under the banner of the Central Coast Mariners Football Club. Uh, we we believe can operate. Um, another question: Any plans to have a Julie Goodwin food stall at the stadium after redevelopment? Uh, look, there's no specific plans. Uh, I think it's a concept that's that's worth entertaining, and I'm sure Julie would uh, would love to see a Julie's Kitchen uh, opportunity. That's there. currently there is no chance because of the uh, the stadium rights, but. Hey, I think it's great. I'd love to see that there is a, a unique experience. That's part of our match day. A match day needs to be about the sound, about the taste, about the smell, yeah, about all the senses that come through, and it needs to be unique. Um, and that's, that's the word I was just about to say, actually. Yeah. Unique. Yeah. So, so that's um, yeah. And, I think and that's, that's great. And that's linking arms, isn't it? Local business meets uh, local uh, yeah. owner or runner of the stadium, etc. Yep, great idea. Um, at the New Year's Eve match, um, there was Melbourne City merchandise. Now, I remember back to seasons one, possibly season two. Um, at a home game, it wasn't unusual to see away teams merch. Um, why was this an exception at New Year's Eve with the um, Melbourne City merch? Yeah, look, um, for those who don't know, the, our merch program is, is now run by Rebel Sport. Uh, financially, it is very, very um, uh, beneficial for us compared to, uh, to, to us taking all the risk. Uh, that we had, and so Rebel were uh, keen to see if there was an appetite for a Tim Cahill jerseys, uh, which um, which I know that uh, uh, Nathan was disappointed uh, from Rebel in, in regards to that, and um, and look, he's yeah he's learning and understanding yeah what that football dynamic is. It's it's different than other sports, uh, but in saying that. In my previous club, I traded at other venues and had no problem at all. So yeah. so it does uh, appear to be. Um, yeah, I mean, just so everyone knows, we do get a kick from those sales. So, so there is, you know, um, money back to us uh, in that. But, but it, it was, it was not something that um, uh, that that came across my desk. I thought, oh god, this is, you know, we better stop this. This can't happen. I was like, oh, we'll see if it works. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't. I work. don't really mind to be honest. So, yeah, well, I think with the Cahill element to it, there would have, there would have been some fans there who surely bought the shirt just to get tr- try and get Tim Cahill to sign them and uh, walked away with something to put in their cabinet. And yeah. loved it. So yeah. I, I hate it. That's just me. Yeah. yeah is, is it, and why do you hate it? Do you just hate it because it's just the away team, and you're meant to hate the away team, and it's something beneficial for them? Because yes. How would you feel if you went to um, a Spotless Stadium and there was Mariners merchandise there? Stupid. Did, does it like like does I it? would I would expect Wanderers to not be happy. Okay. Because but you know I I think say if we all get if we get all this approved and we're all there we've got our yellow chairs in and everything and it's ours and then we then around the corner we have a melbourne city thing with all tim kale shirts on it. i think that's pretty embarrassing so um and and i'm not disagreeing i, I just think it's a it's an interesting topic um if you look at uh 
If you go uh, to matches overseas, who, who, which, you do which, see home and away. Yeah, which, which club plays at the Amex? Um, Albion, Hove. Yeah, 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 that's it. Brighton, Hove, Albion. So they make a, a special. Um, yeah, they go out of their way to make sure that the away team has got a lot of. Uh, it feels like it's their home ground. They change the lights in their section. Yeah, you know, they, they, and they go out of their out of their way to, to really create the experience. And so what has happened is going to the Amex as an away fan has become something really special and unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and they and they pull really good crowds on that. And um, but uh, I I met with the marketing manager. Uh, from from Brighton, Brighton Hove Albion there, and uh, and asked him about. It. I said like, and I was working at the former club, and then I said, "Are you nuts? Like, surely this causes all sorts of challenges." And he goes, "Oh, mate, we're you know we're a coastal team, you know we're we're really quite you know, comfortable with all that, so um, and, and it's sort of well respected. Everyone enjoys having the the other teams come along in in good numbers to 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 build a better event. So um, so it's only anyway, it's only, it's only a thought. I I I, I don't foresee this." Um, um, yeah, progressing any further, but um. it's not a, it's not a big issue. We've we've obviously got bigger things to worry about, but I just I just like to think that that place is our home, and it should be ours, and there should be nothing like that. No, but there. if you've but got a local me. fan of a team, say from Melbourne, it's a good opportunity for them to come to the game and wear their colours. Yeah, I've no problem with that. But that to me, that shouldn't start in the first place. Do a local think, person no, shouldn't be a fan from somewhere else. Do you think no, what if of they've a team moved from here? somewhere else? What if they've moved here? Well, that's all right. They can still go to the game and watch. What about the idea that the, part of the reason for the frustration, and, and I guess I can see it from that angle, is that we haven't been able to put a stamp on the stadium and make it feel like our home, feel like the Mariners. It doesn't have yellow seats. It doesn't have um, the kind of signage that makes us walk in there and, and it feels like Anfield if you're a Liverpool it's supporter or whatever. It's still the Bears. Yeah, if if we had that, if we really felt like we were walking into home and, and I guess the current proposal heads us in that direction, uh, would that ease some of the frustrations amongst fans, do we think? It might. It might, I don't know. Like I'm I said, it's not, it's not that big of an issue. Yeah, I'm a bit mixed on this one because I, I guess I can see both points of view. Yeah. Um, but, but I guess underneath it, underlying it for me, is that the main thing I want is to make to have our stadium feel like our place. And I don't feel like we've ever had that properly yeah i know well i spotted it because i was lining it up at the bar which the line was like 100 meters long but i stood there in the bar line and i thought this doesn't feel like home with a whole stand of melbourne city shirts there that's all Mm. oh don't get me wrong i think there's a limit as Mm. to how much they can have to sell yeah it was an entire stand that was (laughs) it was probably a bit too much but like a table or two i think is absolutely fine yeah it could have been it, right at the end as well. It needs to be yeah, like it was like right in the away section. It was like halfway up that. Yeah. Look, if it side. adds if it adds to the match day experience for say twenty people that come to the stadium that are a fan of that team, mm-hmm. then I'm more than happy with it. Yeah. And is there yeah, an opportunity, given that we've got a couple of close-by clubs that are quite large clubs and who send uh, fairly decent away crowds to our stadium, um, is it an enhancement for their match day um, experience that that is worth having? A small part of managed in the right way in the yeah. right location because there are, there was a lot of Sydney fans there on the weekend and previously a lot of Western Sydney fans. And um, if we can make money off them, it's yeah. even better. Yeah, hey, but, but there won't there won't be Jets merchandise. I'm not. Oh no, 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 no. Let's, 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 not be crazy. Yeah. let's not be crazy. Unless we want it burnt. Yeah. 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 Um, I just thought of one then uh, when we spoke to you the other week about here about the Centre of Excellence about how. Um, we were waiting to hear back from the council about approval for the new entry um, around the other side of the main training pitch and that. With all that going through the council as well and now with the stadium, 
does one take precedent over the other? Are both going through at the same time or how are we managing that? Yeah, look, um, there was probably a reluctance at some stage for us to... to um, we were nervous that talking about the stadium too much might detract from here. But, um, but the um, yeah, we, we've got some, some really good you know, project managers that are, that are focused on, on what's happening here. Uh, and they said, no, no, it's, uh, they're, 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 they're operating in, in, in two um, separate conversations. So, so they're both going forward at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, so uh, yeah, I'm sure yeah, we won't be too far. By the forum, I guarantee that by the forum that we'll, uh, we'll unveil and, and roll out uh, our visions for here and the, and the next stages here with the hotel. So Cool, um, awesome. Yeah. Watch this space. Right. Um, one last question. I don't. I don't know who this is referring to. But who was the kid in yellow at the game? There was thousands of kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's talking about Argentinian trialist. I. I, I didn't. S- about it was Peterson. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I got no idea who that was referencing <laughs> to. Yeah. Yeah. I think I he think, was. Yeah. I think Peterson was the only non. Um, uh, yeah, non-rostered uh, A-League player that was in yellow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so what about him, Peterson? Yeah, he's a good kid. He's going right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking this guy's question. Uh, right. So, what can you tell us about the Argentinians? Uh, well, so it's out now. Everybody knows. Yeah, 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 yeah it's out now. <laughs> so, so Facundo's had his second day of training today. So, with uh, with the with the youth guys. So they're just trying to get the. Uh, um, I get the scheduling in place, and uh, and look, I hope he can play. So, um, so yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but you know, he's this is this is part that I suppose even myself and Paolo are still you know, learning and getting our head around. The club has been notorious for not getting our visas right, um, yeah, over the years. So, and, Amen um, to that. And so, so making sure that we've got the right checks and balances um, that are there. So it's one thing to look on the internet and, and see the highlights, but you don't often see the lowlights, even though you can dig them out if they're in there. Well, there's not even many highlights. I've only seen a couple of videos of him. Yeah, and that was so, from New Old Boys. And, and, and how this came to – we were looking to bring two over, um, and, um, and the other one uh, was, was Pablo Rossi. Um, and Pablo uh, led to believe that had his uh, had his airplane ticket and, and uh, visa ready, good to go, and then got signed by a, by a Colombian team. So uh, on his way over, so so it meant that just Facundo came over by himself. So um, and uh, and because yeah, the, the same scouting reports were coming you know, from this, and and so Facundo's been in, in the new old boys youth system um, you know, for for his whole life, and is now sort of tipped into that where he's too old for the for the youth system and. And uh, and didn't get the nod for for their starting side, so they said go get yourself yeah first team somewhere around the world, um, and then uh, and then we'll see how he goes. So so that's what's what his football department you know, has told him to do, and th- and that's why he's here. So he's um, come to have a go, and um, uh, how that plays out, only time will tell. But yeah, he's here for a couple of weeks trial. So who would have done that scouting? Um, well, so there's the, everyone at the club who's who's close into that you know power. Oh, Paolo and uh, uh, Ivan and um, yeah, even myself and 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 everyone to come together. We all you know, let them know. So there's a lot of communication that comes through to the club, uh, which will either come straight to me or straight to the office. That uh, that gets filtered, um, and I suppose that's really where where my first um, you know, roles start to come in in that space is just filtering a lot of the noise. But when there's stuff that seems to be um, um, keen, we we put it out there. So we're looking to buy, aren't we? He's not coming on loan. 
No, no, yeah, he's not. He's not. He's a free free, free agent. agent. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah cool. at the moment. So yeah, yeah that's correct. So. But really important is this is not a, a signing. This is a trialist who um, yeah, we yeah. and so that process would be for Ivan and Paolo and the coaching yeah. staff to have a look at how he fits in with. The, so he'll, I presume, train with the first team squad uh, for some time and enough time for a, a good look at how he can fit in. Uh, maybe even some uh, you know mock game type stuff. Yeah. Um, so it'll be a full trial rather than than uh, any assumptions being made about his yeah, abilities. And, and even on that, the, the trial process starts with with NYL because you don't want to just bring in someone into trial and then they're and then they're terrible. Yeah, and then they actually disrupt your A League tra- training as well. So. Um, so, so, so there's a stage process that grows from that. And to be clear, at the moment we wouldn't have a spot for him uh, because we have our overseas visa spots are filled. Uh, that's correct. Um, however, you know we're um, we 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 know that Nick's um, Nick's going to become an Aussie. So confident the Australian government will sort that out before the end of the month. Yeah, yeah. Well, everything should happen. He just needs to make sure he turns up, doesn't get sick on the day. More efficient than the council, hopefully. So yeah, yeah. Well, let's <laughs> hope so. Um, on the 28th, uh, we've got some retro stuff coming up, don't we? Yes, yes. You want to tell us about that or you want me to... Uh, I'm happy for you to kick it off. Well, I don't know much about it. <laughs> don't know much about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. retro okay, round. Okay, well, yeah, we're doing a retro round. So, are we allowed to talk about the Youth League? Yes, yes, okay. yes. Mariner, okay, Central Coast Stadium will be hosting the Youth League Grand Final. At roughly two o'clock, we've asked today for a two o'clock kickoff, yep. and so the FFA has still got to come back and confirm with that after dealing with Fox. But we've asked for a two o'clock kickoff. Okay, so we'll host the uh, uh, Y League um, Grand Final two o'clock on the twenty eighth. Now we're looking at um, putting on a pre match function in the uh, scenic lounge in the Central Coast Leagues Club, um, getting some old players along, getting some. Um, old merch long and selling that and doing raffles or something like that, yeah? Yep. And, um, yeah, and just celebrate, you know, the history of um, not so much just active support, but, you know, support for the Mariners on the coast and and then, um, yeah, I don't know, what else? Yeah, yeah, look, and, you know, there's a... There's a scenario that can play out that um, that uh, that our youth uh, league in, in, is in the grand final, and um, and then there's a great opportunity for our youth league to, to come along to a pre-match function straight after the grand final. That's in, in an ideal world. I think that would be an awesome event and an awesome opportunity. If it played that way, we don't know. Um, but yeah, we think that this is a real you know great opportunity to um, um, to do a retro round. It's it's been fan driven and fan requested, which is great. So we're fully supportive of it. And uh, and I suppose watch this space. We've got a couple of weeks to really plan and. And drive this one hard, but uh, dust off the old jerseys and uh, get them ready for the 28th. Still in the youth league, how will they go with the dressing rooms? Uh, well, that's why we need the time. That's why we've said that we need a, a, an early kickoff as well. So for them to get out. So, and then, so for them yep. to get out, for, yeah, so that there's no disruption to to the um, to, to the A League. I think we've covered everything, have we? I think so. Cool. Anything else you want to mention? I want to apologise to Josh for taking his microphone and, and, and earplugs. So, so he hasn't. Yeah, so. <laughs> He's been tweeting. Go on. What do we got there, Josh? Josh's last question. It says, is Central Coast Council's denial that they haven't seen a formal proposal wrong? Yeah, so again, to, to, they're saying that we they haven't received a formal offer for the stadium. So, But to, we've presented them a vision. It, yeah. So... You know what? You know, if our vision was no good, tell us it's no good. But don't, don't, don't play a game like that. What can, what can we do as fans? And uh, definitely get make sure the either the express advocate or the council, um, um, or uh, yeah, we, we need to make noise. So so because again, what happens here is the politicians right now who are just coming back. They're going to look at this. And go right. Is this worth getting behind? 
what's the public sentiment? The, you know, that they, they, they will follow the votes, you know, that happens here. So, so if our local MPs, if our local media and our local council knows how we feel, uh, then great. And, um, and don't be afraid if there's a ridiculous, uh, and I know there's a lot, but if there's ridiculous comments out there, um, you know, from people who just want a grandstand uh, who are misinformed, um, don't be afraid to, to, to let them know um, you know, what the right things are. So because cause it all it all flows into sentiment and commentary that comes and before you know it, you've, you've got business leaders who really start to look at this and go, you know what, this is good, this is worth getting behind because it's going gonna, it's gonna to make a positive impact on our community and our community wants it. So find out where they live is what you're saying, and blow bull sellers. <laughs> so, but but as a as a as a group of members, yeah, you know, I've seen fifty uh, a small group of fifty people make massive changes to um, um, uh, to uh, an impact to, to community. So we've got yeah you know, we've got over six thousand members, and they've got friends and families who are all voters. We can we can all rally and really make something yeah make a big change here. That's there's a great opportunity. Speaking of members, twenty three away from a record. Yes, yes. Have you signed up? Can we sign up? <laughs> let's uh, let's get there. So. And there's no pe- pet memberships either. There's no pet memberships. So um, so um, uh, yeah. So um, yeah, no, no, they're, they're all they're all. Yeah, I mean, there's three game memberships, but they're but they're they're yeah. They're, uh, I, me and Carly Carmichael have fundamental differences in principles around pet membership, but um, <laughs> um, I believe that if you don't go to the game, then you're not a member. Um, however, there is—I do notice there, there is a dog that comes to just about every game. sits right next to me, actually. So maybe we should sign him up. I've wanted to bring my dog, and I'll admit to having had a pet membership in the past. But the important thing really is—isn't don't we count the figures the same way each year? So really, this is a comparative. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. not about the number; it's about how we're going in respect to last year, how we're going in respect to our record, how we're going in respect to some of our worst years. We're going pretty good for 23, 23 away from our top membership figure. Yeah. Yeah, great, cool. Kill. All right, well, thank you for joining us. Gents, thanks for having thanks, me. Thanks, And, um, yeah, catch up soon. Cheers. On to previews. First up, we got Adelaide at home against Melbourne City. This could get ugly. City... I can't. You just can't tip Adelaide at the moment, can you? No, but you can't really tip City with any certainty. And I don't want to tip Adelaide because if they win, it means they're level on points with us. I. It's yeah. I'm, I know what you mean by you can't um, tip City with any certainty either because they are very good. But then at times they have been very crap as well. And when they have that squad, they really shouldn't be. And but now that they're versus Adelaide, I think um, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, Val Kenner setting home. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. There's not much to like about Adelaide, really. Can I? How the shit team, has, the team or the city? How shit has the Judas been for Adelaide? Holland, mm. yeah, Crap. he has been rubbish. I honestly you don't even notice him. Yeah, I was going to say, does he play for Adelaide? Not even noticed. If yeah. I didn't, I saw an article the other day that uh, I think it was Ray Gatt or someone like that said that um, he might be going in January overseas or something. I was like, who's buying him? Someone in Moldova mm. or some shit yes, like. League. Who would want to buy him in the form that he's in? I did notice him uh, in one game. It was against Sydney when he was laying down while Holosco ran by him and scored. There you go. That's the highlight of his bloody season. <laughs> all right, so we're all tipping the city, I'll take it. 
Yep. Oh, Maura, how have you gone with the tips? Like, yeah, where I, are we on that? I nearly brought up my lack of professionalism because I only remembered that I was going to bring uh, the tipping uh, scores tonight, wasn't I? But I've failed to do that. So we've got no idea who's winning this we've thing. We've got no idea. Last last uh, thing, then, you were making a comeback against Luke, uh, against Josh, actually, because Luke was getting a lot of away teams because he didn't turn up. So Right, okay. I promise, I promise, next week. Okay. Uh, victory at home against the Raw. Victory. 100% victory. Too strong. Yeah, yeah I'm going to say victory as well. Brisbane, but I think Raw put up a fight. Brisbane could bounce back from last week, but... Yeah. Uh, victory at home, way too strong. Brisbane, Brisbane, when they're on, are such a good team. But when they're off, they have they stink. results like last week against Newcastle, where they just they just seem to fall apart, make silly mistakes, and then lose. And I think victory are that in form uh, that victory should do it pretty easy. Anyone know if Marco Rojas was injured sufficiently to because he rolled his ankle nastily. I thought it was actually a bit of a red card. Was it Garuccio just like full-on trod on his ankle? Mm. And I thought... Which, th- yeah, which Don't think it even got a free kick. Um, but I personally thought it was definitely a yellow, maybe even a red. Studs up. Which sucks because, for me, Rojas is the best player in the league. He certainly So is. I don't want to... I want to see him play games as mm. a neutral, for sure. Certainly, uh, you know, he's he's been up there and uh, only increasing his form curve. So if they don't have him, that'll ha- that'll put a dent in them. But I think they also have the depth to cover that and, and they're just in too good a form, Victory. Uh, the first game on Saturday, we're away at Wellington. We played Wellington our away bogey like team. six weeks ago. They are, they so are really quickly start. becoming our bogey team. And Smeltz is playing at home for the first time. And it having a bogey team that is around us on the ladder is not helpful. Luckily, luckily, though, Roy Krishna will be unfairly suspended for this game. He will. I've, I, I do feel bad for him because I really do like him. Uh, but but I think he's been our bogey man. I think he has because so. he's, he's called against us in Canberra, didn't he? He mm-hmm. did, and didn't he have the assist possibly on the... S- anyway. I believe he might have. Yes. Yeah, so he hit it square. He's hurt us, and uh, he won't this weekend. It's, it's interesting because I don't know what they're going to do with their coaching situation, Wellington, but it doesn't... It doesn't really seem to be improving them or it doesn't really seem to be making them worse, having Greenacre there. So I don't, I don't know what they're going to the do. they've got the dual coach thing going, haven't they? Yeah, yeah it's weird. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. I'm yeah. not into that. But um, I think two, befo- two good performances from us, we need to make it three now. We need to get consistent. We can't, like I said before, we can't get going too good, too bad, one good, one bad. We can't keep doing that. I think this is that. a must win. Yep. It is. It's a massively must win because... I know we're only halfway through the season, but this is a must win. Yeah, it's at the stage where... We, we need to start winning some games. We need to start winning some games, putting some three-pointers together. Yes, the performance was good on the weekend against a team that's undefeated and will most likely win everything. Um, but we need to start getting some points and get away from the bottom of the ladder because even, even, if, even if we don't make the finals, we can't, we can't get the spoon again. We just can't. No, I'd feel happy though with a point in this one because we they have been our bogey team a little bit, and I'd, as long as our <laughs> performance is good, because one of our worst performances of the year was when we went there last time. Yeah, um, and the and the Canberra game was trash. Yeah, well, it was probably the second worst. So yep. horrendously, we never turned up to either of those games, and and that I'm not looking How for that this is weekend. The draw? We're 14 games in, and we've played mm-hmm. Wellington three times, and the Melbourne sides one each. Yep. And we played him in FFA Cup. Oh, I know that was last season. But of course, there's plenty of integrity right. in this competition, FFA. Yeah. Not. Great. And get better referees, you useless. Anyway, more people. on the game. 
how how can we def- how can we beat Wellington? What can we do to beat Wellington? Oh, you know, we could put the ball in the net. That'd be score nice. more goals than they so do. We'll score more goals. We're going to start Payne this I, week. I think Payne should start. I think Payne, Payne Bahaja to start. Please. Payne made that much of a difference when he come on yep. on the weekend. Um, Payne needs to start, and Trent needs to start. Yep, Fabio. Like I said before, I hate shit on individual Fabio players. Impact but sub. Where are you going to play Monty? Yeah. Because Monty looked like he was playing number ten at points on the weekend. Yeah, there was points on the weekend there where Monty was the one trying to play through balls, and which it, is yeah, it didn't work. that is the last thing we need. Yeah. Like, where was Powell on those ones? Where's Powell? That's Powell what I mean. is the anonymous man. He starts like, almost every game as anonymous. Yeah, and that's we can't have Monty playing through balls. That is literally the last thing on his resume that he's probably good at. Um, I reckon Which goalkeeping might be out there. It might be. Just However, in, just in front. Who would you pick ahead of him? Because I'd like to see Fab, uh, uh, while the game's on, he can go down to the local park and practice his penalties. And uh, at the same time, uh, is anyone game enough to put QB out there ahead of the other four that I think we're picking, i.e. Trent, Roy, uh, I'm going to guess that Powell. Happier might be Bench. Yeah, I Is think that that's the most. Yeah, I think yeah. so. So to me, Powell has to start because Fab probably shouldn't. And uh, so if Fab's on the bench, can this talk about Fabio playing number ten just stop? Because it's not going to work. It's, and we've tried well, it's it. Not we've tried gonna, it before. It's not going to work for ninety minutes. It worked against Melbourne City for fifteen or twenty at yeah. most. But he's not a ninety-minute player. And he, the reality is, he doesn't work hard enough defensively. And I know your number ten isn't as important in that role as whoever's in the DM position, but they still need to work hard up front and he's not going to do that. But structurally, when we bring on our wingers, as we did in this most recent game, then the, what seems to be the instructions? I see signals. I saw a signal from Connor when he came on that was sort of like doing these um, circular things uh, and pointing at the other forwards. So we're not really saying, I'm going out there and I'm going to be the number 10. We've got this whole rotating thing going on with that front four. Trying and to confuse the defence. Yeah, and yeah. so it's, it sort of looks like we want to be fairly tight and then we get to a point in the game where we, wa- we want to loosen that up a bit and a good point to do that is when we're 2 0 down. To a team, so we so we do yeah, that. Can we stop doing that? Yeah, well, that'd be so. I guess helpful. the I guess the question is, it worked against Melbourne City, it worked against Sydney FC. Why don't we try and do that for ninety minutes? So the theory why being, don't we keep swapping for ninety minutes? The theory being that uh, offense is the best form of defense. Mm. Well, the thing about rotating your front four is that you invert the wingers as well. So instead of just going out to the byline or out to the corner and cut it back in, you get them to cut back in a bit earlier and then go for goal. Directly, because I think which can work like pain in Adelaide. Yeah, and that is what they have been doing. I saw Trent doing it a couple of times late in the game, um, and that allows also space for our uh, wing backs to come forward and take that space. Which offense is the best form of defense? It, 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 we we conceded less goals during that period to Sydney, didn't we? In yeah. fact, we conceded the only goal we conceded was illegal. And I think we have the quality up there to consistently attack and consistently create a threat and put some goals away and then but then in saying that if we go too far forward again we've looked vulnerable on the counter this season which is another issue but that's for the backs to sort out but you know if we score more than we concede which would be nice we might win worth a try against lesser opposition and wellington must be one of those well last time we went to wellington we didn't push them hard enough anywhere near as hard enough as no. that we should have um if we do that this time, like you mentioned, our backs could be caught out. I, I think it's up to the backs, if Schmeltz is playing, that we don't dive in because he's a tricky customer up there. 
one on one. Um, they and they can't be diving in and diving in has been an issue. Yeah, so you <laughs> stand not, players not, up. Yeah, but not even just like sliding. Like actually, even if they're still standing, you know, not you're not jockeying and yeah. not not fielding them into a certain area of the park. They just I don't know. It's like they try and go for the ball when it's, and they really shouldn't. You got to hold them up and. Wait for them to stuff up and then take the ball off them. And we're not doing that. We're just jumping in way too early. Yeah, I think I think it's a big chance this weekend because I think Wellington are going to be low on confidence. They've lost their coach. Pretty average loss against Perth. They're missing Krishna. I think if we play like we did the last half an hour of the last two games, we should be able to get three points. I agree. All right, the game following ours is the Sydney Derby. Mm. Should be a Pretty good game for Sydney fans, but not Western Sydney. <laughs> Too much depth. I think Sydney will should win this quite comfortably. I'm I'm gonna, I'm thinking three or four one, three or four nil, four one maybe. I think pretty comfortably. Well, it's going to be back at Allianz, which is good because I I veteran veteran against oh yeah the Sydney. I didn't even think of that because I went to the derby at ANZ and it was good, but it's just the atmosphere is not as good as what it is at Allianz, even though there was more people there. So are you going the game? No, it's probably oh, not. okay. I was so thinking about going. Sydney are going to feel a lot more at home. Um, they're on fire. The whole veteran thing is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see. He's going to get he's going to get booed by, by about sixty thousand people because <laughs> nobody likes him. Sydney fans don't like him, and Wanderers fans don't want him there. I like him. Although he did play well against Sydney, he gave us a finger once at Sydney away. Good on him. Yeah, there's only like four of us there. <laughs> I love I love it when keepers give back to us. Yes, I do. He'll turn that around though if he has a couple of good performances. So if he can put up a good performance in this. In this uh, game, then, yeah, definitely. Definitely you can turn that around. Okay, the game on Sunday is Newcastle Jets at home against Perth. Oh, snooze fest probably. A Jets home game uh, on the Sunday, Arvo. Yep. How many do you reckon we'll get to that? 350. <laughs> I'm going to say they're going to get six tops. Yeah, I think so. Everyone related. Um, yep. Six thousand cousins. The one family's one family. going. You say, you say, you say it's going to be boring, but the Jets are in form. I just don't. They like are the Newcastle. They really are. Yeah, I hate to I hate be, saying to be that. honest. They are decent. No, they I paid off it. Michael Theoklatos. I refuse to say Theo. Theo's just shit. Theoklatos. Theoklatos. Um, well, Perth. In saying that, Perth are going to be going to be pretty confident too. Splinters. After they're winning against Wellington, but yeah, I'm I'm going to go Splinters actually. Yep. Now that splinters you mention it. Draw. I agree. I'm going to say that Perth isn't going to lose or draw. I'm going to say one draw, one Perth big family lose watching. Or draw. I say Perth won't. are going to lose. I mean, Perth mm. aren't going to win and they're not going to draw. Mm. But I'm not going to say the other team's going to win. So. Oh, you traitorous bastard. Yeah. 90% of the time, Jets home games of a Sunday are literally the worst thing ever. Uh, That's so what I'm saying. Literally the worst thing ever. It'll probably happen again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, the catch-up game. Um, Wellington Phoenix at home against Melbourne Victory. When's that? I didn't do my research, did I? Tuesday night. The catch- who it's is it the, again? The earthquake. Yeah, it's the earthquake round game. And, and who are they? Wellington and Victory. Yep. Who are they? Wellington and Victory. Where are they playing? Westpac. Wellington. Mm. Victory too strong. How can you tip against them? They're just too good. Yeah. Especially against Wellington. Wellington are nothing special. I know where we're going to play them, and you know, I hope we win, but. That's not a solid on win, but victory, way too strong for Wellington. Yeah, victory. Yep, victory. Okay, so January 28, round 17, we've got Perth at home. Um, as we mentioned before, we've got um, when Sean was on, we're going to do a retro. 
retro day, so wear your old kit, bring some money. You might be doing a raffle down there for some old kits. Wear your old scarves. Um, yeah, it should be a good night. So retro round slash back to the bay. Back to the bay, indeed. That's what we're going to go with. So um, if you've ever ever been in the bay and you're not in there anymore for whatever reason, um, bring come back. Inf- bring your inflatable sharks. Yeah, come back and have some fun and um, hopefully you might stay. Old people allowed. Woohoo. No. Are you coming full kit? Full kit. You want full kit? I want old full kit. Full kit retro. Old full kit. Yeah, retro. Mm. I, re- gonna... I, I really need to buy a merger jersey. Hopefully they've got some merger jerseys because I really want to buy one. You want get pingers written on the back. <laughs> do you want oh, do you want full kit get like Eckies on the back? Eckies on the back. Do you want full kit like Star Trek full kit? Yes. Ooh, okay. Okay. I may have some squad shorts. Anyone else would say, Oh, I'm not no, I'm not going in full kit. Aaron's like, Oh, what else do you want? A oh, chance for me to dress up in full kit. Oh, I'm just just you know. Oh, dressed like a pirate day. I'm all over that one. <laughs> Alright, well thanks again to Sidelines. Um they're all you can eat. Last week was uh, schnitzel with hot sauce and then hot oh. wings on the side. All you can eat Tuesdays at Sidelines are the best. Mm. And like Troy is a good bloke. All I can think of is the waffles with maple and bacon. And oh. You're obsessed over those waffles. Oh, no, they were so good. And corn chips. Thank you, Sidelines. With corn chips on top. Oh, no corn chips. Did you get your corn chips? I like my corn chips dry, especially after some of the comments about the <laughs> nachos that goes on top of them. Uh. Corn chips only, no, uh, none of the weird meat that is given people um, illness, mm. well, sickness. We radar, heard that we heard that, meat, we heard that some people were firing out both ends after the, having the nutshells on the weekend. <laughs> I heard, so. I heard they they were spraying spraying out the end like a Fabio Ferreira penalty. That would, <laughs> that would really give me the shits. <laughs> after all that talk, I'd, I don't really want to bring this up, but um, shout out to Greg and Ali. Um, who were getting married this weekend, so I'm going to miss our game, unfortunately. But um, Shit fan. Part-timer. Shut up. <laughs> but um, best of luck to them, and I, I can't wait to see them. Good so. luck in the future. Good luck. Good night. Do you like my carny thing before? You mean like as in carnival? Yeah, the carnival, yeah. Did you like that? No, I didn't. Why not? Because it was a horrible pun and I'm the king of horrible puns and I'm ashamed I didn't think of it first. There must have been a song about Devon. Oh, the Melbourne Stars have a dab cam. Oh, well, that, that's just gone way too far. Well, what, is, what are your thoughts on the dab? Die in a fire. I'm too, I'm too old to think about dabs, but I must say, aged dabbing is cringeworthy. I think I think Aaron thought dabbing was another word for nappy. <laughs> a form of perfume. Or well, a handkerchief. Well, a when, dab? Is when it, I isn't I was, that a handkerchief? When I was asked whether I scrunch or fold, I wanted to say I dab. But <laughs> and you would have been thrown off the roof of the COE if you said that. <laughs> well, at least level three. <laughs> What a shit song.